ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி பர்சீவ் அ ஸ்ட்ரைக்கிங் சிமிலி அண்ட் அ யூனிக் டெக்னிக் ஆஃப் ப்ரேஸ் ஆஸ் டெபிக்டட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு ஒன் டுவெண்ட்டி அபவுட் த வேலர் கிங் ஐ அண்டிரன் பை த போயட் உறையூர் ஏனிச்சேரி முடமோசியார் The verse is situated in the category of Padan Tinai or King's Praise and brings out the not-so-obvious greatness of King I. Kalangani anna karungotti chiriyal padu in panuval panar uitthena kalliru ilavagiya pul arai nedu veliyil kana mangai kananodu chepa eegai ariya ilai ani magalirodu saa inru enba aai koyil. சுவைக்கு இனிது ஆகிய குய்யுடை அடிசில் பிறர்க்கு ஈவு இன்றி தம் வயிறு அறுத்தி உரைசால் ஓங்குபுகழ் ஒரிய முறைசுகளு செல்வர் நகர் போலாதே A new king and a new poet make their appearance in our Puranānūru jāni. The poet's words can be translated as follows. They say, as bards well-trained in music, bearing black-stemmed small lutes akin to Indian blackcurrant fruits, took them away as gifts in the barren spaces with tall posts, bereft of elephants, a muster of wild peacocks recite. With women wearing only those jewels that cannot be given away, it's a total ruin. Talking about King Ai's house. There are wealthy kings who fill their stomachs with plenty of spiced rice pleasing to the taste buds without the thought of giving charity to others. The great mansions of these rulers who have no great fame to be sung about pale in comparison to the abode of I. Let's delve deeper into the verse. The poet starts by talking about a fruit that is called karanda in English and Kilakkai in contemporary Tamil. He refers to this fruit only to stand in parallel as a simile to a dark-stemmed small lute. Please do take a moment to look up a lute. The Met Museum of Art has a beautiful page dedicated to this instrument from ancient times. Now turn your attention to the image of a cut karanda fruit and you will come away stunned by how similar these two things look. We are guided by the words of this verse to see and relish this connection. But who guided those ancient poets? Was it their powers of observation? Some training they undertook? Or the distraction-free times they lived in? Whatever be the answer, yet again, the Sangam poets charm us with their ability to see the oneness in disparate elements. Returning to the verse, the poet talks about how those lutes are held in the hands of musically adept bards and thanks to their skill, they have been gifted with elephants by King Ai. Now that the elephants are gone, the tall post to which they were tied lies barren and a flock of peacocks roam about hither and thither. Not only this, the women in that palace seem to have a bare minimum of ornaments, only those that are forbidden to be given away, the poet details. He talks about how looking at all this, people tend to declare King Ai to be ruined. Now the poet turns away from the state of this king and contrasts 
it with others who have well-filled tummies and huge mansions, but they never have a thought about rendering unto others. He concludes with the words, No matter how huge the mansion of these kings, they cannot be deemed equal to the barren spaces of King Ice Palace. A clear message from this ancient verse seems to be that true greatness lies not in how much one has, but how much one can give. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandinikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.